God sends angels to be our helpers. But what does that look like? Are we allowed to talk to them? Are we allowed to ask them to intervene? Like, are we going to see men in white robes with big feathers? Like, what does it look like to have an angelic encounter and to live and talk about it? Well, our guest is Steve Peace Harmon, and he has help with angels all the time. Like, they help him in every capacity that you can think about. So we're going to talk to Steve about angelic encounters. So welcome so much, Steve. Welcome so much to Touch by Prayer. Uh, thanks for having me here. This, Glad to be here. This is so good. Now, the last time that you were on the show, we kind of spoke about demons because... That you just have a really strong gifting and deliverance and, and just a certain way of doing it. But what you kind of spoke about a little bit is is how angels help you in the deliverance process. And I thought, wow, we need to have you back and talk about angels. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what I, I kind of felt would be great. So why don't you talk a little bit about like how you first started to to see, you know, angels and how they started to assist you. Uh, it was when I was starting to do deliverance, and um, it, it's, it stems around this one event where uh, I was, I guess, practicing with my friend doing deliverance, and uh, I just remember I was having trouble with this demon that was manifesting out of him. Um, and so at one point, he's sitting in his chair, and then uh, his, he had his head back. Like like he was kind of reclining it back, uh, and like, it was almost like his head was on a headrest, but there was no headrest behind him. And his head was to the right, and then it moved over really slow to the left. And he's like, what the heck? He's like, I didn't just do that with my head. And it, I'm, I'm like, well, what what happened? He's like, he's like, he's like, there's an angel behind me. And I'm like, what, really? He's like, yeah. And I guess when the angel, I mean, literally, he could feel the angel's hands on his head. And it, like like he could feel these really heavy, these big, real heavy hands, hands that was on his head. And so I was asking him, I was saying, well, um, uh, like, can you hear him? And he's like, yeah. It's it, like he, he was never able to hear angels. And it was almost like when the angel had his hands on his head, like communication was like virtually audible. And so I'd asked him, um, I just started asking him questions. I go, uh, well, what's his name? And then he said, uh, he says his name is Azriel. I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, crazy. Um, so I, I said, well, uh, let's ask him another question. Uh, ask him how old he is. And, well, I just, I, I asked him because he could hear me. Uh, I said, how do you? And he said, uh, 5,000, no, what is it? No, 4,562 years old. Wow. I'm like, okay. I'm like, hmm. So I'm thinking theologically, I'm going, okay, how does that compute? Uh, if I guess the origin goes all the way back to about six to 7,000 uh, years of, of what they would have, I guess, calculated Adam and Eve. So he would have been made a- after that. <laughs> so is, is that true? I wonder if God is still making angels. <laughs> um, so I just did that in my head, and but I, I started asking more questions, and uh, started getting more answers. And I think the thing is, like when I when I we were first doing that, I was really excited. You know, I think like anybody would if they were going to encounter an angel. I mean, you feel like a kid in a candy store because it's like you want to ask all these questions because you want to get answers. You want to know what, what they're seeing and how they think. I just, I I guess as I was in the process of answering questions, he said something to the effect of, just look at me like I'm one of your brothers in, in the Lord. And uh, we both have the same father in heaven. We both have the same dad. You're just, you, you are... Uh, administrating the kingdom from here, and we're doing it from here. But we're both fighting for him for the same cause, and we work together. And it just totally changed my whole perspective on angels after that, because um, it made them, well, at least for me, it made them more um, down-to-earth, I guess, <laughs> so to speak. 
speak. Uh, and I, I was like, wow, okay, that's, you know, that's a, it's a different perspective rather than these, just these diff, different, you know, ethereal beings that are just out there and they're like kind of robotic, you know, or they're like robots and, uh, but they're, they're people and they have feelings. The other question I'd asked was, uh, what was it like on the day you were born? And he started to choke up and he, uh, it was like saying something along the lines of he saw the father, the father saw him and it was something beautiful, I guess, in, in a sense like that. Like he, he, he was really touched by that, his birth and, uh, when he beheld the father and the father held him. So. Well, that is so um, cool. Yeah. That is just so cool. And the the interesting part is that we don't, you know, we think about, you know, God created the angels. Okay. But we, we sometimes like make it so like, poof, angels appeared. But, but really, like, just like he gave birth to us, like, just like he created us, he yeah. formed them. So I think that's so beautiful that, that, yeah. that was brought up. Right. And uh, and I think that's that's one of the effects that it had on me was just realizing how um, personal personable they are. I mean, they really are. Um, they're people with feelings in a sense. They but they're just different types of beings, you know. Uh, but they they're they're made fundamentally the same way with emotions um, and the characteristics. They're not all the same characteristics. They have different personalities, just like people have different personalities. Wow. Um, as I've gotten to to encounter different angels and see how other people's angels are. And now, do you usually have a conversation with angels to ask them about their origin when they were born or just like, because I mean, uh, honestly, them, yeah. I, I would, <laughs> I would yeah. be like, hey, can, you got a few minutes to chat? <laughs> yeah. You know? So what Sometimes, is? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna say like what is what was one of the most like incredible stories that that an angel has ever spoken to you? Um, when we were doing this inner healing session uh, one time, I remember after we had done the session because uh, like one thing I like about just doing sessions with people of any type of whether it's inner healing or or um, or uh, uh, deliverance, it opens up the spirit realm, and I think it's because faith increases more, mm-hmm. I guess, in the room, so you can sense easier, you can hear better, um, you can see better at, sometimes. Um, it just, I, I, I don't really understand necessarily why, I, I, but those are, I guess, kind of this, how I speculate on why, in, in a sense, but... Um, we had one where an angel showed up and he was a, another one of my angels. Um, but the first one's Azriel. He's, he's been around me a lot. Um, but, uh, this one had shown up and he, he got to, you know, we got to see his, uh, his outfit, uh, his sword. And he was telling us about his sword and how it worked. And, um, like he, Basically, he had this sword where the sword, um, the sword, uh, it it, it kind of looks like a regular sword, but in the middle, there's like it's an, it's 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 uh, it's like there's fire in the middle, and uh, the sword would grow every time I would speak a word out of faith, or I would make a command. The sword would grow for whatever the purpose was. And so, um, in other words, it was, it was like, I guess it was kind of, um, going off of the word, the, the scripture in Hebrews, the sword is living and active mm-hmm. and the sword was really alive and it was sharper than it could. And, and, and it was like, when I would speak the word out of faith, a word out of faith or a command or something, the sword would grow and it would be, the angel would be able to use it to, uh, for whatever I commanded him to do. Um, and so he uh, he he was interesting because he you know I'd asked him when he um, uh, or w- when he would come for me and he, he his his answer was this a quote quote unquote he says I come and go <laughs> I come and go and it's usually when you get into mischief or 
and he says, but I like it because you, you make up good fights or something like that. It was, I guess. So he was um, like a warring angel then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sazriel and, Sh- and his name is Sh- Shana. Okay. And, um, and he had like a Hebrew helmet, um, ancient Hebrew helmet, kind of like that. And then he, on his chest, he has this circle with like a lightning bolt going through it. A little, kind of like the Flash, but okay. a little different. <laughs> and um, uh, he was, I, I, I remember telling him when when he was up, I remember telling him, he, my friend had something on his head, and he just, he took his knife, and I spoke it, and the knife grew, and um, when it um, uh, when, when it grew and the fire started coming out of the center and, and spreading out, then he, he moved it off of his head, kind of just, kind of just kind of slicing his head, but, but like shaving. And he, and he, and he says it's like a clean shave. That was his words. Okay. Like a clean shave like that. Interesting. And, uh, and then it instantly broke off the guy, <laughs> uh, he could feel it. And, um, and, and so, uh, he's, He's been a, an angel that usually comes when there's, um, I need more backup, <laughs> but he's not necessarily a usual angel that I have. Well, how many I angels come. do you, are operating in your life? Well, that I know of, there's five. Okay. Um, uh, on, uh, there's, there's another one. She's a female angel. Um, and she comes at times where she, I mean, at least female looking. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, and, and I guess she has a, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if necessarily if angels really do have gender. They just have the appearance of gender, I guess. But I mean, I mean, they, they, they take on that appearance. So, but she's a, uh, a female and she, what she'll do is she'll sing in my ears at times, uh, when I'm sleeping, sometimes the enemy would attack, uh, me in my mind and, try to create chaos and confusion. And she would sing at times uh, in my ears uh, to to counter whatever the enemy was going to be doing or what was doing. And one time I remember waking up and I had this song in my head in this female voice uh, singing a song. And it was a song I'd never heard. And I just, I, I noticed I was singing it uh, for, you know, for like a few minutes in the morning. I'm like, where does that come from? And I could not recollect the song. I've never heard it before. And I just woke up with that song in my head and with this female voice. Wow. Um, another one was, um, uh, there was one, uh, his name is, uh, creme. <laughs> As <laughs> like, in the creme like de la creme? creme? Brulee. Yes. Or creme de la yeah. creme. Mm-hmm. Cream <laughs> of the crop. And, mm-hmm. and he, he doesn't have like wings and he's actually a uh, actually a little smaller than me and what he does he came one time when i was doing some deliverance and he was actually like just when you see him in the room he was like sitting on the windowsill and he was he had a scroll and he was documenting Uh, and he was writing yes and yeah and we we asked him um you know what do you do he's like just document i go well and i and i said why? Uh, for your book about events. That's what he said for your book. Uh, and, and it was funny because when we asked him a little question, she just gave us like one or uh, two line answers. <laughs> and then he just goes back down and starts writing. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, we're talking to you and humans don't normally talk to you. So <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't you kind of be like more, you know, engaged in the conversation? He's like, uh, I'm documenting. And then he, you know, Goes back down, starts writing a little more, and then, uh, well, what are you documenting? Oh, for your book. Well, and and that's that's so that's just such an interesting thing because it says he says that 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 everything that we do is written in the books. I mean, yeah, Jesus talks about it. He talks about that the that the writings in, in the books, and that one day those books are going to be opened, and so there are yeah. people who actually have gone to the courtrooms. In heaven, and I was speaking to praying medic, you know, and he actually said that if you ever go to the courtroom in heaven, you ask them to open the books. So what you just said is just it 
because it talks about it. It's, it's in the Bible. And just like there were scribes on earth who documented things, there are, are scribes in heaven. So I guess he's like a, an angel scribe, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. And, and his, and his stature was, he was a little smaller than me and kind of looked like a person. I'm just a normal person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, as far as height goes and but he was, he was dressed different and he was bright. Well, you know, what I think is interesting is that, you know, we sometimes, because we don't understand things in, in the spiritual realm, but, you know, God doesn't create just one tree. He creates many, many, many trees. Well, wouldn't he do the same thing with angels? Like everybody expects angels to be the same size, the same everything. They're all going to look alike. But that doesn't really mean, I mean, that just is not actually the nature of, of our father. Our father mm-hmm. likes diversity and he likes people. I don't even think he likes his angels to look like. I think he gives right. them each an individual, you know, fingerprint, so to speak. So that, mm-hmm. and they, and they each have a name. They're not just angel, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. And I, I think that is, is so interesting. And I love the fact that these angels are sent to you to help you to get people free because it right. says that the angels are, are here to help us. But so many people right. have angels because now, and, and please correct me if this is, if this is wrong, but I'm, I'm under the assumption that when someone is born into the kingdom of God, that they have a guardian angel. They start with one angel that just kind of helps them. Correct. Yeah. It seems that that's the case. Um, uh, from what I've seen, it seems that there's one, at least one main angel that they're going to have with them. And um, I have a friend um, who he had this uh, this uh, experience where he remembers being in diapers. Um, he just remembers being in diapers, and he's like, I think maybe one or two years old. I mean. I don't know how he could remember that, but he did. He says this is a vivid, vivid memory that he would have. And he remembers laying, uh, sitting there on the living or the, um, what is it, the, uh, the, yeah, the living room tape, uh, living room floor. And he's, 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 he's just watching TV. And then he looks up to his left and he sees this real tall angel. And, he, he he looks up and he just sees him and he just and he's standing there and this angel's looking down at him, real tall angel, and he's looking up in the sense like, uh, and, and looking around. Does anyone know that this guy's in here? And he's like I said, he's like one or two years old, so I don't know how he's processing this, but in his memory, this is how he's seeing it. And then he looks up, and then he looks to his right, and he sees another angel come. And, and this has to be just, I guess this has to be supernatural to give him this memory, because I don't know how he remembers details, but he does actually remember details really good. Um, so, but, but anyway, he looks up to his right, he sees this other angel there, and then he sees the angels both having a conversation. And the one on his left says to the one on his right, he's like, you, you're sent here too? Like that, kind of like, question. You're sent here too? He's like, uh, yeah, they said that he needed two of us. And he's like, really? That's how the angel, the angel responded, really? He's like, yeah. And then, so the, the one on the left kind of kicks him a little bit with his foot, like like you're kind of like uh, tapping the door or tapping something with his foot. He kind of did that with them. And then he looks down, he bends over, looks down, almost gets face to face with them, kind of like studying him. And he goes, Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> but he says that, that we're, we're, he needs two of us. Wow. Like that. That was, that was his memory. Well, and so he's had two assigned and he's had many people who prophesied over him and said, yeah, I, we see two angels with you. Not to say that it's always that way, but, uh, but, he specifically had two angels for what he's called to do. And he's, he, he's seen a lot in his life, <laughs> a lot of cool stuff. So, well, you know, I think that, um, when, um, when people started to, again, um, when, um, I was having a conversation with, um, 
with uh, Dave and Denise Hayes and uh, who are friends of ours. And we, they started to talk to me about like angels and asking angels to help you and, and to basically say, to assist me into getting into my destiny. That's it. Mm-hmm. He says, because if you don't ask them, they just kind of stand there not knowing what to do because you're yeah. not asking for their assistance. It's like, no, no, I got it. But yet you have angelic helpers who are, are asking or are wanting to assist you, but you have to ask them. I think that's that whole free right. will thing, correct? It is very much so. I think that's how I really understood it, or at least solidified for me, was you can have an angel sitting right there and then a demon chomping on the person or something like that, and the demon or the your angel's sitting there watching it with its sword drawn, but it's just not doing anything because it can't, because it doesn't have any authority to. Kind of like a cop who 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 knows that there's a criminal right there and, and knows that they just got away with whatever, but because they don't have the probable cause or he does, they don't have a warrant, they can't do anything because the law won't back them up. Interesting. So it, it's it, that, that's why prayer is so important, and praying specifically is is really important. And the way you pray specifically is hear God better, um, closer relationship, and and then the understanding structure and how things work. So I mean, there were times I think where we had um, where we we'd done deliverance, and I think there were just demons in the room, and they weren't uh, they weren't rounded up properly, I guess. And angel and I'm I'm assuming that the angels would get them. Now sometimes angels just do automatically get them, but this particular time they did it and they just waited until I said something and then they did. Then they grabbed them. Wow. <laughs> so um yeah, so that they they do wait for authority. And I like what you're saying earlier, um angels really are um they're the ones, they're like the workhorses. They're the ones that work from that end of the curtain on the other side of the, the veil. And they, they, they do so much work from that, that end. And we're like, I guess, administrators, you know, or generals or, you know, uh, officers in which we give them the orders, commission them out to go do things. And I think also, too, this is an interesting idea is that it is really it is important i believe as the older we get as believers that we do pray in specifics at times and we just don't pray what we think in our head and what we believe in our mind but we 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 consult with the father and the father tells us what to pray because him telling us what to pray is us giving them specific orders on what they do and and when it's done the right way they're going to accomplish what you tell them to do but there are times where we could pray, and angels can go and do what you've what you said to do. But because you didn't really get good information and uh, on what they're supposed to be doing, uh, they they don't accomplish their job, or they can get hurt. And angels do get hurt. Wow! Angels that, don't always accomplish the job. That that's a very important that's that's a very important thing that you need yeah. to really pray about things. You know, but you know, what's really interesting, Steve, is that, you know, after I had that conversation with Dave and Denise, like I I went back to the father and I was like, okay, so I can ask angels to like do stuff. You know, I was like, "Are, are you sure about that? Like, is that okay? And this is what he said to me. And I've actually used this to explain to people how they can start to partnering with angels. He said, Lisa, he said, if I was the president of the United States, he said, I would have secret service and the secret service would follow you because you're my daughter. And he said, and if you needed to stop to get something to eat, would you call me or would you ask the secret service? And I, I was like, oh my gosh. He said, see, those are, those angels have been assigned to assist you, to help you. Yeah. So if you're asking, I sent them to protect you. I sent them to assist you. So if you're asking them, of course, it's my pleasure. Of course, it's my will for you. You don't have to keep asking me. Yeah. And I, I just thought right. that was such a beautiful and simplistic way of making me understand. Right. And angels, I realize when I'm more specific, it seems like the job gets done better. Mm. 
When okay. I, if I just say, God, can you do this? I mean, angels will do those things. But when I am specific on angels, mm-hmm. and I mention certain angels, and, and I believe the more you begin to understand the angels and classes of angels and things like that, and you call in what you believe, what you feel the Lord's leading you to call in, your what you what you're asking for happens happens easier and is more is, is done the way it's, it should be. Um, too much has been given; much more is required. Yes. The more knowledge you have, the more you're going to be kind of accountable to use it the way the way you know. I, it, God just doesn't tell us how angels work just just only because of our pleasure. It's because He wants you to know how they work so you can function well with them. And get them to operate the right way. If the kingdom is is like the the business that's being handed over to you from your from your father, and he wants you to know how to run every aspect of that business, so he has you shadow him and has you do things a specific way. And then once once you're you're ready, then he's going to give the business over to you, and you're going to be the one in charge of the books, and you're going to be the one in charge of paying people and managing people. And doing all those things, and then at times you're going to have to call them up and ask them for, or ask them for advice on some things. But the goal is, is that we really are in charge of this planet, and this is our, this is our business. Right, and and, and we got that yeah. back at Calvary. Like we got yeah. that back. You know, Jesus said, "I have given you authority." Over snakes right. and scorpions, and so we have been given a, the the authority, and the and the angels are here because even Jesus partnered with angels, right? Because, exactly. uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the, the the mindset in a lot of Christians is, yeah, can we can we you know tell angels what to do? And they're they're not doing that from anything biblical. They're not using any scripture that says that we can't do that because uh, it doesn't say anywhere in the scriptures where you can't tell an angel what to do. Um, they're just, they're looking at it from the standpoint of who are you, you know, who are you? You're just a human being. These are angels. You, you're going to tell them what to do. <laughs> well, it's like, well, before that you were telling God what to do. You're praying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. I mean, telling angels what to do. I mean, uh, that, that was, that's who's doing the job anyways. So, right. uh, I, and, and, and people who always have these these fears of it, something may happen, something may, it, you shouldn't do it. I mean, well, I've been doing it for a long time, and God hasn't slapped me around for doing that or, or punished me or done anything wrong uh, or, or shown me that I've done anything wrong. It's just gotten what I've needed to get done. done. Well, <laughs> it's and, accomplished what, well, know, and, what and I Well, and that's the thing. Like, one of the things, Steve, that you were saying before is you were saying, like, we're like the generals, we're the ambassadors here on Earth. And the angels are are the spiritual beings. So what what you're doing is you're partnering because you're fighting things in in earth, and you know you're fighting the things on earth, but the angels are are fighting the things in the spirit. So yeah. because you, th- this is one of the biggest things is that if if you are fighting, you know, on on an earthly plane with a spiritual, and and the fight is actually in the spiritual plane, you're going to lose. Right. Yeah. You, you have to get to that playing field. So, you know, right. that's where that partnership where where you're saying, you know, angels go out before me. You know, there are people who who do pray prayers of protections. May the angels go before you to protect you, to to guard you. So people are are very comfortable asking angels to protect them. It's the other stuff that they have a problem with. Right. Right. And uh even in the the demonic realm, um, it works the same way. Uh, demons want to give people cancer. They want to give people sickness. They want to create pain and suffering in people's lives. They want to deplete their ministry of something. They just can't get up and do that when they want. They do that when a human being gives them authority to do that. Okay, you need to talk. Being. You need to talk more about this because this is a really like my whole spirit's like. Okay, you need to teach on this. So if you wouldn't mind, like, really kind of explaining this in the most, so that people can really understand that life and death is in the power of our tongue. Right. Uh, the, the, yeah, they're not realizing that, and I think that comes down to the issue. Of, you know, the whole thing of God being not being in control because He has restrained Himself by putting putting barriers over himself for the sake of free will. And then he gets released, or angels do the job, when we pray 
and we release that authority to do that because that's how God designed it. So it's the same way in the demonic realm when a when a uh, when a uh, uh, when a demon wants a, a job to get done, they have to get the Satanist or the person in witchcraft or just get the person to say it, make a declaration in some form or fashion, make a curse. We we want you to get that. We want you to do this curse. Do it in blood because if you do blood, there's more power behind it. You know, blood ritual or whatever. They're doing that because it releases the demonic to be able to do it based off of the person's authority that they've been given, and they don't even know that they have that. I mean, they don't realize how much power they have. The Satanist doesn't realize the power of their word because God gave that to all humanity. And so they have to deceive the the, 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 the Satanist to... Uh, you know, to, to get them to understand, to believe that, hey, if you if you say this word, this simple word, I curse you and do this little ritual, then uh, uh, I'll give you more power if you do that, because that's kind of the the payoff. The demon uh, says, I'll give you power and I'll do I'll I'll do what you want if you make that curse, because the demon wants to be released to go do whatever that is. Can you give the person cancer, afflict them with some sort of familiar spirit, or whatever it is. Because they just can't get up and do that when they want, necessarily. And I, I think it's important to, you know, yes, there, there are people who do do the, the job of Satan. But sometimes, you know, unfortunately, we, the body of Christ, can can yeah. be just as powerful. And yeah, we, we, do we do it to each other and not realize what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll speak it over a word. Uh uh, uh, just a, a word uh, that the enemy will use and go, oh, human said it. Uh, there's this one lady I, uh, I work with and, um, I was, I had the spirit and she was, it was manifesting out of her and I was, uh, telling, well, I was asking the demon, where did it come from or what was its access point? And it said from the doctor and I go, well, what did the doctor say? Well, before she was born or when she was in her mom's womb, the doctor said she'd never be normal. And I came in on that. And that's wow. why she had seizures when she was a baby after she came out. And I'm like, okay. And then I confirmed it with the lady. I go, was this, was this true? Did did your mom ever say this? The doctor said something about that, about that you wouldn't be normal. And she's like, yeah. And then uh, and I go, did you have seizures when you were a child? He's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, okay. Well, that's what the demon says. <laughs> so we just renounced it and cast it out. She that was one of the best deliverances she ever had. She felt. Uh, probably the best she's ever felt in her entire life from that point, but but it came from the from the the the, the word curse. Well, the I doctor th- was just kind of doing his job, but understanding that's what, how they look at it. Well, and that's that's the thing. What you what you believe, what you receive, is what you're going to live. So if somebody says to you as a child, you know, because you're a goof off in school or whatever, you're never going to amount to anything. Well, if you receive that, that's a curse, and you're yeah, going to struggle all your life. You're not going to yeah. be able to make unless you you break that, unless you you come out of agreement with that, like. Right. You know, because people say things all the time and it's so flippant. It's like one of the things that that people say is, oh, my God, I'm going to kill myself. It's like, no, (laughs) you know what I mean? When you start to become aware of the things that you say, even if it's flippant, even if it's just in a joke. And I I rebuke that in Jesus name, by the way. (laughs) But, you know, you, you really do. You start to become so aware of the things that you say that as soon as you say something that you know was wrong, you quickly go back and you repent and ask for forgiveness and come out of agreement with it so that there, so it doesn't, it's not able to take like a stronghold. It doesn't become a stronghold in your life. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, what I think is so great about what you're saying is about like that the curses, that the curses can't like demons can't touch you or, or, or come upon you because he, I think that one of the things that people have said to me, as I started out, like in ministry, they said up new level, new devil. Well, I didn't invite that. <laughs> I don't yeah. believe in that. Like, what the heck? Where did that come from? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but there are people who believe it. So then therefore, whoop, here it comes. But see, yeah. I would like to say new level, new angels. Right. Yeah, and you will. 
that's exactly right. You will get new angels, and you will get back up uh, as you begin to mature. Uh, I was assigned at one point, um, I remember uh, praying for this guy, and he got this massive deliverance, and, and all of a sudden the spirit of prophecy just came over to this guy. And he just says, I see God assigning 777 to you. I guess there's 777 angels for you for what you'll be doing and where you're going. And I've used those angels, and they have been effective when it come, came to doing certain things in the spirit realm. And um, and I, I would do it from my mountain, and I would see, you know, see how the Lord, uh, I would pray and release them in, in specific ways, the, the way I, I felt the Lord was leading me to. So you do get upgrades based off of what you want to do, or based off of, you know, uh, just for the work you're going to need. You're going to have different types of angels for it. So it's cool. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. Um, there's so much fear around angels, um, just as much as demons, I guess. And, um, you know, everybody, people get afraid of, you know, if you're going to be, what if you're deceived? I mean, that's, I'm sure there's people listening and thinking, you know, that what if you're being deceived? Aren't you using discernment? Well, of course, <laughs> of course. But this, I think the problem is, is the way people look at discernment, um, is don't do anything spiritual. Don't go into that world. And that's their discernment. In other words, abst uh, abstinence, abstaining from it. Because, Well, yeah, then you can't get deceived, at least on that level. But the problem is you can't grow and you can't do things that need to get done for the kingdom. You know, you're just going to be you're going to be limited on what you're able to accomplish. Well, um, I think people so, think of discernment in the wrong way. I don't think that they, they understand do. like discernment. The gift of discernment is that you can discern if the spirit is of God or not of God. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, and it's basically right. used for deliverance. The gift of discernment is really powerful in deliverance because you'll right. know what kind of spirit you're dealing with. Yeah. And, and, and so you're, you're, you're dealing with like, like, like different, um, maybe characteristics when you have uh, of an angel that's coming to you. So it's like if they come and give you information and basically you, any type of angel that comes to you and gives you specific information that can in somewhat ways be critical to lead you on to something, you always discern the information. And that's, I mean, it, people think in their mind, they would just go, Hey, uh, are you, you know, do you believe Jesus Christ came in the flesh? And they're thinking that, if it's a demon disguising itself as an angel, then you're, you, you've like, you've got the demon. You're like, ha ha. I know you can't say it. Ha ha. But that's not true. Demons could say, yeah, Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Well, because it's truth. <laughs> yeah, it is true. It's the truth. So, so of course yeah, they can say thinking, it. Yeah. Yeah. They're thinking in their mind that they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to catch a demon, you know, disguised because it's this, this sure, you know, surefire, uh, 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 method to, to discern a demon. You discern demons based off of um, based off of what they're saying, and it does come down to uh, how much is Christ in the forefront, and you know, is it in line with the kingdom? Is it in line with what you're doing to set people free, getting them to Jesus? Is the information, or depending on what the information is, is it relating to that? So one time, I'll just tell you. Uh, there is a, a person they were manifesting. Now, understand this. As much as a demon can manifest in a person's body and talk to them, an angel can do it too. Oh. Okay. Now, that's, so, that's, that's something different. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yes, and an angel can do that. Now, now, that would probably scare a lot of people, but they can do it just like a demon can. And so can the, so can the Holy Spirit, and so can Jesus. I've seen stuff. I've seen it happen. Um, but just like anything, you you just don't go, oh, it's Jesus. Oh, it's an angel. I'll listen to anything you have to say. Everything that comes out of their mouth. Just like when I first met my angel, I'm like going, okay, you know, this is information. You're telling me stuff. But I'm just going to, you know, wait to see other things that you have to say, you know, that I would feel are in line with what I know about Jesus and what he's like and who he is and um, well, anyways, I'm talking to this person, and well, this ain't this quote unquote angel, <laughs> and this person, and 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 it was speaking to me, and it was telling me um, 
uh, it was telling me what I needed to do for this uh, for this deliverance or whatever. And so I'm listening to it, and I'm listening to some of its information, because the goal is to get rid of the demon. <laughs> the goal is, is to set the person free. So that's pretty much all the information you're really trying to look. If there, an angel wants to come and help you out, um, if it's trying, you know, to distract from that, then you're going to like kind of, you know, catch on to that. Um, well, anyways, it started talking and, and it was telling me some information. It was like, okay, that's, that's kind of, that's right. Um, but just like if they're ever, ever talking like that, I just want to know, and I'm going to keep asking more questions. And I asked it more questions and it said all the right questions <laughs> or it answered them all right in the right way, you know, Jesus, you know, Jesus is Lord, all that stuff. Like, that's what I was first learning. You know, it's like, yeah, Jesus Christ is Lord. And, you know, no, no demon can say that, but no. well, he did. So, yeah. Um, and then I, I'm like, okay. So I started asking more and more questions uh, about the deliverance and what we were needing to do. And then, um, and then he said another thing that I can't really remember what it was, but it just still made me a little bit suspicious. So I asked him one more question. The Holy Spirit told me asked, told me to ask him this question. The Holy Spirit says, "Just ask him what your mother's maiden or, or your mother's mother's name is." <laughs> I go, "Angel, what's my mother's mother's name?" <laughs> and then I'll, and then he gave me the wrong answer. I'm like, "Ah, I knew it." I like come up right now, and all of a sudden he goes, ah, and just growls. <laughs> wow! And uh, spotted him. Because they, they can be sneaky, but like I said, it, it all comes down to information, you know, of how you've got to kind of dissect it and see what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And are they trying to stall the deliverance? Are they trying to keep you from from your objective, setting the captives free, getting, you know, kingdom work done? I mean, if if, if they're going to keep you from that, if it, I mean, I don't know what it would try to do and try to try to trick me along the way, but... You know, the more you begin to understand the Father and and uh, what He's like and what He's going to do and what what your objective is, uh, the better your discernment is. But don't be confident in a little formula like a lot of Christians think will work so easy. Um, or or just don't go to a a, a posture of well, I'm not going to even talk to angels because you can be deceived. Well, it's like you can be deceived by talking to a human being, and Christian people do all the time. Whether getting into, you know, um, cares of the world, cults, or whatever. I mean, it's uh, you don't we if if you don't want to be deceived, then stay in your house. But then there's, that's another form of deception too. So. Well, and and I think that's the whole thing is that you know what what we're what we're really trying to do is we're really trying to encourage the body that that God loves you so much that you have a guardian angel who protects you, who watches over you. But there are other angels that you can ask for assistance in certain circumstances. You can ask for angelic help in, in, in places that you can't see away, but, but it's uh -huh. the father's good pleasure to, to give it to you because right. why wouldn't he send out the SWAT team? If he, if he can help you like, seriously, that's what I think about. I think of like the SWAT team, the A yeah. team, these, these are our special units that are sent out to get the job done. And that's exactly what angels are. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's you, sometimes you can like, I, when I went, when I was first starting to hear the Lord there, I, I have this experience. I've never, ever spoken about it, but I feel that it's important to kind of share it. But I was in bed. I was like, it was like morning, like dusk kind of thing. And um, I was laying in bed and all of a sudden I heard this booming voice that said, everything that the Lord has said shall come to pass. And I was shaking and I'm like, God was just in my room. <laughs> like that's, that's what I at first thought. And so I, I called my only friend who understood some supernatural things and I explained it and she goes, Lisa, that was probably an angel that was sent to you to confirm the things that God has said to you. And I said, Oh, Okay. But it was this bit, I was shaking, Steve. I was shaking. I was like, I am not opening my eyes. I am not opening my eyes <laughs> because I didn't know what I was going to see, but it, 
it, I, and I couldn't believe my husband didn't hear it. That's how loud I felt like, like everything shook. And I think about the verses in the Bible where they saw angels and they felt like they were dead because they were so scared. So I mean, seeing yeah. an angel or, or hearing the voice of an angel, you know, th- those are pretty strong encounters. Mm-hmm. But I think that yeah. I, as you start to understand that they're, that they're a friend, not foe, that they're here to help you. And it's, as you start to free yourself into the possibilities that you can actually see them, I think that God opens up your eyes in, into seeing yeah. more angelic activity. Would, would that be yeah. correct? Yeah, uh, you, you've got to be open to it. Uh, I'm not saying that there's all, I mean, there's the exception of the rule and some people are going to encounter angels without, without them being open to it, uh, at, at, at critical times. But, um, the people that engage angels, um, are the ones that are open. And like for me, what I try to tell people is, uh, you know, as much as you're going to talk to Jesus, talk to your angels too. You may not, I mean, if you're talking to God, when you pray, you talk to God and you don't see him, he's invisible, but you believe he's there. Angels are too. Talk to your angels. Um, because a lot of them, uh, especially the one who is with you their whole life, they really do love you. Um, they really, really love you a lot. And uh, they care for you just like a, a, a brother or sister. Uh, so it's not like you're you're just their assignment. I mean, they, they will they they care for you. They do get attached, and they want to protect you. And uh, like I said, they love the Father. <laughs> they 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 don't obviously want you to worship them. Uh, they would never ever take any glory, any angel. I mean, it would just be it would just be like somebody worshiping you. You'd be like, "What are you doing?" Ugh, you know, an angel would be the same, have the same posture. Um, but the thing is, is they want to help us out, and and the thing is, is that we should engage them. And the more you engage them, the more you're going to see them show up. Uh, well, not show up. Well, that too. Yeah, more will show up. But you, it, it opens up your eyes. It's kind of like when I do. Um, when I do uh, inner healing or I, I work with people's soul fragments and things like that, um, sometimes when I'm working with a part of a person's soul and it's in the spirit realm and they cannot see Jesus, the one thing is that they usually will see a lot easier are angels. Um, and so I have to get the angel to come in and them to operate with the angel and work with the angel. And then once they do that, it builds their faith. And then a lot of times they can see Jesus because there's usually a wall up against Jesus. If there's like some hurt and some trauma, they can't see him. Um, so they would or, be in black, right? They would be in black. Like they would only see black. Like if the person wasn't able to see Jesus, would they see anything or would they, they just? Would, uh, well, it just depends on where they're at. Okay. They're, um, sometimes they could be in a dark cell where they can't see anything. And sometimes they're going to be in a um, uh, their bedroom at home. Okay. In, in their old home. I guess, where they would have actually fractured off. Um, but uh, but the thing is, is that they can see angels a lot easier. And I will use the angels to do certain things and to get stuff done, maybe because they have stuff on their eyes, and, and we got to have them remove it. And um, But the angels are very eager. They want to work, and they do want to be acknowledged. Um, but I think it's because of that mindset we're not allowed to talk to angels. Don't talk to angels because you don't see it in the Bible where it says you can. Well, it doesn't say that you shouldn't. <laughs> and it, but we definitely have a lot of stories of people talking to angels. You know, right. um, they're there. And uh, I believe, uh, well, let me just say this. One uh, one guy was using, um, he was trying to make a point where he was watching this video and this person was manifesting a demon. And he's like, well, see that? You, talk, you speak to demons, you'll see demons, and kind of like this is why you just never talk to anything like that. And the Lord says, well, you talk to angels, you'll see angels. You talk to me, you'll see me. It's like, it's what you begin to believe. It's like, whether you or not you talk to demons or not, demons are going to be present. It's just the matter of, are you going to be able to see them with your spiritual eyes? Are you going to be able to open yourself up so you can actually see what's going on? That comes through faith, and faith comes through, you know, just uh, just engaging. So if I'm like if I'm praying and talking to Jesus, 
I'm I'm believing he exists because I'm showing it in my action by actually acknowledging it through an action. I'm speaking to him. Uh, the same thing with an angel. The more I keep talking with the angels, the more I start actually start having heavenly encounters with angels, and 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 things supernatural things begin to happen. But it's I, I believe they're there whether I can't see them or not. But I'm going to still talk to them, not just because I I um, I can see them. If I even if I can't see them, I'm going to still talk to the to where to where I believe they're at. Sometimes you can feel them. And you'll feel their presence because your faith starts to increase, and uh, and and as you, as you begin to engage, and you you'll start hitting, you'll start sensing them on different senses, whether your eyes, your ears, your touch, sometimes your smell. So, because angels um, have a smell, they do, and different. Yeah, there's different smells that that will put off. Yeah. What are some of the smells that um, that you've recognized for an angel? One time, it, I uh, I did smell. Um, 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 I smelled uh, the frankincense. Mm-hmm. There was one time I, I smelled frankincense mm-hmm. off of one, and the other one was um, uh, like that uh, cedar smell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. amber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other people have smelled. You know, smells they they can't even describe, but it was right. it was absolutely right. Because like you know, sometimes like, wow. I, I can smell like something very sweet, almost like vanilla mm-hmm. or cookies or something sweet. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. I smell roses, but I always think that's Jesus. And um, yeah, and but but I have smelled demons too. I mean, mm-hmm. there are times that I smell something burning. I smell sulfur. I almost smell like something is. Um, that was uh, something was on fire, and then it it has that residual smell. So yeah. I I've smelt that. Um, I've also smelt dog poop, which is not fun, but yeah. <laughs> you know. But I have smelled, and that usually means that somebody's been hurt. That when I start yeah. smelling dog poop, it's because somebody has been super super hurt. So those are those are some of the things. Because the Lord kind of talked to me about smells, and he said everything has a smell. Everything. He says fear has a smell, victory has a smell. He says angels have a smell, demons have a smell. He says you can smell before a, before a big storm. You can smell it in the air, but you can also smell like before it snows. He says you can mm-hmm. smell it. He says everything has a smell. And so he says, just like you have five natural senses, he goes, you have five supernatural senses. So that's seeing, that's hearing, that's tasting, and that's uh, touching, seeing here and smelling. So those are the different things that, that the Lord wants to awaken in us because see, we only tap into the earthly, but we are created in the image of, of Christ and, and in God. And they were supernatural. They were, su- they were created supernaturally. So we are also created because we have a spirit. And so our spirit is supernatural. So it's like all those kinds of things that, you know, that we kind of have to push out of our head and say, wait, I am a new creation in Christ. And the same resurrecting power that was in him now lives in me. So, and it's just starting to see, to make that shift and to, to see things in a, in a different way. And I think what's, what's really, really great about all the stuff that you've been saying, Steve, is that it's about the, it's about the faith, but it's also about the journey of intimacy that you, you have with your father, that you spend time with him, that you talk to him, that you, that you know how much he loves you and you understand your identity in him. And, and through those through that trust and through that relationship, he gives you a freedom to start to explore some of the spiritual elements right. that, that are present. Right. And, and, and like for me, when I look at angels and I study angels, what that tells me a lot of times is I, I it gives me an idea about God's creativity. And I, 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 that when I first encountered that, my first angel was, was me thinking a lot about how God created him. I'm like, wow, that just speaks a lot about who God is. I was like, wow, he's, I mean, he, he created this, this being to do this, and this is what his kingdom looks like. So it's like, huh, says it more, well, it says more about who God is to me. Mm. And I love that, just like you said on the journey. Uh, when I see things in the spiritual, I mean, it's just, 
it tells me a little bit more about God. Well, <laughs> in and different I, ways. And I think that's the whole thing is that you know, there's there's so much to our Father that we we don't understand. But we don't have to understand it. But you can sit with him and you can spend time with him. You can ask him these questions. You can ask him just like he talks to Steve, just like he talks to me. He wants to talk to you. He wants to tell you, yeah, you can ask angels to help you. Yeah, the angels are there on assignment for you. Yeah, you know, I have ministering spirits because they talk about it in the Bible. There are ministering spirits. Those are angels that, that have revelation. There are angels that, that actually help with healing, that there are angels who help like you with you with deliverance. There's also provision angels. There's also like there's there's um like you said, the scribe angel. I mean, but there's so much more that we don't even see because even in, in the, the book of Revelations, I think, and also in the book of Daniel, they talked about the different types of, of uh, angels, correct? And then also in Ezekiel, mm-hmm. he talked about the different types of yep. angels. Mm-hmm. So angels were yep. talked about throughout the Bible from the beginning until the end, because it even said after Adam and Eve sinned that there was an angel like you were describing that had a sword with fire on it that kept people out of yep. Eden. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and the, yeah, flaming sword. And that flaming sword. And what's what's interesting is that like. You know, there was, I'm trying to think, because there were so many books about seeing in the spirit and, and in angels, because I'm, I've actually, there's, um, I don't know if you know Jamie Galloway. Have, do you know Jamie Galloway? He's, um, uh, I think he was from the from, Father of Light. Yes, he was in Father oh. of Lights. Right. Well, he was that voice of the prophet and he was speaking and he sees angels all the time. So I was like, it was my very first voice of the prophet. And I was like, oh, Lord, Lord, I want Jamie to pray over me so I can see angels too. I was like obsessed. <laughs> I was I was yeah. like a little kid. I wanted to pray over me so I can see angels. Do you know that on Friday there were 2,500 people at the two o'clock session. Jamie Galloway got up to talk. He started to speak and he was kind of getting towards the end and he put his head down, shook it and said, guys, the Holy Spirit won't let this go. I have to pray over Elisa. And he goes, actually, Lisa's. There were four of us that came out and he prayed over us Hmm. out of 2,500 people. But it was because I kept asking the father, I wasn't yeah. like it and it wasn't like I have to see angels, but I wanted to because right. I, I want to see everything that my father created. Just like it's mm-hmm. it, some people like to go to botanical gardens to see different creations. Well, yeah. we can see into the spiritual realm. And I think that yeah. it's it's going to, especially this next wave that's coming, it's there are going to be a lot of people spiritualized that are getting open. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think God wants us to see in the Spirit. He wants us to experience the supernatural. It's it's not just a fun playground. It's a necessity to change this world. We can't just keep uh, keeping our eyes on the natural thing. We have to see the spiritual things. Seeing the spiritual things makes people believe more in the very supernatural God that they worship. So um, I, I we have to be able to be open to this. I just call it the the last frontier or the final frontier, like Star Trek. It's uh, it's something that we need to explore and we need to be open for because it has to defeat a supernatural devil. You need supernatural power, and Amen you got to be that. open to it. And you, yeah, and you got to be open to it. You got to be open to see the stuff, not be afraid of it. Uh, since our spirit's already there, and uh, you know we're just too used to our physical body, but. It's, it's there, and it wants to—God wants us to see what He sees. Um, I mean, having a perspective from that, from that angle uh, changes the game when you're, when you're kingdom-minded and you want to see things change on the earth. Because it's like seeing, it's like seeing from, a, from a radar up above rather than just from down below on the surface standing. You already have a, a map— a scale because you can see so high overhead. That's what it's like in the spirit realm of, you know, what's happening and how this all works. So angels are a big part of everything that we're doing. And uh, it, it's, they're not to be ignored. Um, they're to be engaged. 
uh, we work with them. So, now, how, I mean, how would you tell somebody to start to open, like, what, what would be some steps for someone to start to engage and to start to experience angelic activity? Well, just like I was saying earlier, earlier you, you, talk, you talk to them, you know, acknowledge them, say, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> and you're going to feel stupid, but it's like, hey, you do it to God. Right. You know, so, I mean, if you just switch your thinking around a little bit and just look at it like you're like a prayer, you know, and just speak to the speak to the earth, speak to where you believe they're at and just do that out of faith and do it for a while and just get over it, get over the weirdness of it and um, let your faith begin to engage through that. Um, and sometimes if you're a person who prays, you're a person who um, who, you, you know, at times when you're praying, you get visions or you get, uh, God opens your, 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 your imagination up, you'll start getting flashes and pictures, um, of your angel, or you'll hear things and, or it'll be, uh, much more apparent than, than, a, a word that you normally get. You know, it'll, it'll be when an angel gives you a word and your, your mind, your, your spirit's open more to it because of faith. Uh, hearing that word is a whole lot clearer. Um, the other thing is, is uh, do deliverance. <laughs> do deliverance and uh, use your angels. Um, when you're speaking to to what you need to get done, um, it's like they're your assistants during the deliverance. Um, you could use them to hold the demon. Um, many times I've had angels grab grab the arm of the person. And I, I think a lot of times people don't like to have demons manifest um, for the many reasons. They say uh, because uh, we don't want to embarrass the person, we don't want to um, we don't want to give the demon a platform to have a to you know to show off or do whatever it wants. Well, if the person doesn't care and they think this is quite fascinating, which some people do, um, it, but sometimes you have no choice because the demon will manifest like that whether you want it or not. Uh, if you're going to really Get what you need to get done. Um, it, you uh, you can you can have the spirit itself manifest, and then make sure you'll have the angels hold them where they're at. And I've had many times where I'll just tell the angel, grab his arm and put it to the side. Grab his right arm and put it to the side, and you'll see their arms suspended in midair or against something, and and they literally cannot move because the angel's holding them. Or I've seen the angel sit on them before. And you see their body just kind of squish or have many times just have the angels put the swords in them. Wow. And you'll see their body begin to, um, you'll see their body begin to, uh, uh, cave in. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You'll see a lot of cool stuff. Wow. That is, that is so awesome. Well, this has been, this has been just so fun. And this, I, and I hope that you guys who are listening, I hope that this has really opened up some, some um, blockages that you may or may not have had about ange angels and angelic activity and, and uh, cooperating with them and asking them to assist you and to help you to get to your destiny because the angels are sent because they have the same purpose and that's freedom. And that's for you to live out your destiny. So I, I think everything that you said, Steve, has just been so very powerful. And, and I mean, I know that I've learned so much. This has been, this has just been wonderful. Hmm. Cool. You Glad know? to be here. Thank uh, you for and, having me. Uh, also, you know, if you guys want to get in touch with Steve, you can actually go to steveharmon.org. That's his website. So you can find him there. You can, I'm sure there's an email so you can send him questions. If you have any questions, you can also find him on Facebook under Steve Peace, P-E-A-C-E, -E, Harmon, because he's all about the peace, right, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> but this has just been, this has been so great. And um, I just wanted to to thank you for opening up um, some some new things about angels and, and just even giving, because I know the next time that I, you know, minister to somebody, I'm going to ask for angelic assistance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been very, very cool. I it's definitely fun. will. You know, I will tell you that. <laughs> that um, there are times that when I do have people here on the show 
that we actually, both myself and sometimes the guest, will start pushing our hair back because we think our hair is in the front, but it's not our hair. Because somebody told me that angels like to listen in as we start to proclaim and talk about the goodness of our Father. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was really cool. One thing I wanted to add real quick sure. is that the reason why angels um, obey you, not just because you have a f- authority, yes, that's part of it, but you carry the presence of the Holy Spirit and they yield to that presence in you. That's something that they don't have. That's important. That is very important. Well, thank you so much for for taking time out. This has been so great. I know that um, you have a lot. I know you have some uh, training videos that you're working on. I know there's a book in the in the making. So I know that there's we're going to be hearing a lot more from you. So I would love for you to come back on, and I would love for you to actually talk about like the um, the some healing, especially like inner healing and, and emotional healing, because I think that could really benefit a lot of our listeners. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Well, this has been so great. I thank you so much, Steve. Thank you for coming on Touch by Prayer. This has just been fantastic. And definitely, you know, come back on whenever you want. Yep, I will. Sure. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. I hope this has blessed you as much as it's blessed me. And just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.